0: Number one today is Thursday, February 15th, 2024. And this is the week and yeah, charts. Obviously, we want to thank all you guys and girls for attending. Looks like our numbers continue to climb. So, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. So, what are we going to talk about? Well, obviously, current market conditions, conditions, I have a lot to say about that. Your questions on trading your favorite stock in crypto picks. If you don't mind, this is for your benefit. Punch in the symbol and then hit return. And that way I know which ones are covered and which ones I have not covered. All right, I'm going to continue my series on things that I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago. And when I want to think about it. That's pretty much what I do, everything I do. It's like I wish somebody would have told me, for instance, that a setup is not a setup. You, you have to learn how to pick the best setups. And years ago, I worked with somebody, and I would help them pick stocks, and I would follow their mechanical rules, and I'd show them setups, and I wrote scans for and stuff like that. And he's like, no, 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 I don't like it. And it's like, well, it's one of your setups. He's like, no, it's not. And we go back and forth a little bit. And then I realized pretty quickly that you don't just find a setup, you find the setup. I do want to talk about how crypto trading is, how is trading and crypto is a great place to trade and learn a lot. And the cycles are very compressed there. Like I said, recently, you have these bull and bear cycles. Now, truth be told, I haven't really been printing money and crypto, I'll show you a losing trade in a minute. I know, shocking. And then I'll show you a couple of winners that I'm riding. And I'm just a I'm it's the market's a little out of phase, but it's it's beginning to improve again. And maybe I'm a little out of phase. I, I missed a lot of big winners over the last few weeks. But I think as more and more of these pairs begin to rally, I think that the opportunity will be there. There's all my contact information if you need to get in touch with me this is flame screen as you know you can lose money trading as this summing up all predictions are about the future and a lot of stuff can happen between now and then <laughs> if you've been trading for more than a day you'd probably know that all right it's not about the crypto trading is trading now last week i wanted to throw in a new live example this is something i just got in just to see what happened and unfortunately there's the trades down there it did not work It's funny when I'm in a live webinar, I'm always like, I'm going to show you something that a guru's never showed you. Everybody sits up and wakes up and (laughs) notices the guy next to him, hey, wake up. He's going to tell us something. And then it's like, well, here's a losing trade. You can lose money trading. See, there you go. So I ended up buying this one as it was breaking out. Now, I'm not a big breakout trader, with one exception, that would be IPOs. And I guess the other exception would be a market that's in a rip roaring bull market. And crypto, as I said recently and quite often, it kind of swings from bull market to bear market fairly quickly. And now I think we have a new bull cycle developing and we're gonna take a look at those crypto charts in just a minute. But anyway, sometimes you can just buy markets that are going straight up. And that's an example right here. So I ended up losing $94 on the trade, drop an F-bomb and then say, next is my mantra. Now, this is what we talked about last week using the core methodology, so far so good. We bought on a pullback and it's almost, if I back the chart out a little bit, let me just back this out. It's a landry light pullback where you have a nice trend that's accelerating higher and it pulls back to the moving average. In this case, it didn't quite t- touch the moving average, but I trade pullbacks in general. And it's, probably a, it's definitely a landry light pullback on a 20 EMA, which was the original landry light pullback for those keeping score. I think that's what I used in layman's was a 20 EMA. 20 EMA works fine. In more recent times, I find myself using that 30 more and more. So we hit the IPT on this one. And so far, so good at its peak. I believe that was yesterday of about 77%. So far, so good again. So here's another example, buy stuff that's going up. This one, and I took a small position here because it wasn't available in Coinbase base. Not that I have a tremendous amount of capital there. By the way, you don't need a lot of capital in crypto. And I recommend you not dump a bunch of capital into crypto these shit coins as they're called s-h-y-t they're probably all going go to go zero someday and maybe a few of them will be viable longer term we're trading for a trade we're not trading to invest in these things although i will stay with them i've been in tia for probably two months now going on three maybe so i'll stick with them as long as it moves in my favor like any other market that i trade but this one took off hit the ipt Now, just to show you, this is a a mistake that worked in my favor. They won't always work in your favor. This thing sold off fairly hard, and technically, if memory serves, I hit that IPT on the first day in this thing, and then I wasn't paying attention to it, and it came right back in, and I should have stopped out on it, so that was a mistake there, but so far so good with the mistake, and believe me, usually those go against you. It's like the the monopoly bank makes a mistake in your favor that that rarely works out so let's talk about the core methodology of stocks this is what i recommended on january 4th or whatever that friday was before that i think the fifth was a friday or monday if I'm memory serves. but anyway you can see it triggered and it did absolutely nothing the stop was down here and then our ipt was here now if you look at the entry and look at what it did for weeks and almost a month, it really didn't do much of anything. you're probably thinking, oh crap, it's dead money. Well, you want to follow the plan because we did obviously hit that IPT. And as you likely know, if you're new to, new to this, you probably don't. But when we hit the initial profit target, in this case, it's not a fixed percentage like I use in crypto. Right now, I'm using a 20% fixed. Percentage eventually I'll probably have to adjust to volatility. I noticed that at some of these higher price ones that are a little less volatile, a little bit more established, like s o l which I guess is Solana, maybe a twenty percent might be a bit ambitious for an i p t and Bitcoin right now, for instance, I don't think you could use a twenty percent i p t although you might who knows <laughs> now remember when we do get to the i p t we bring our stop to break even, which was 44 in this case. And it dipped below 45. It got fairly close a few days ago in that big sell-off, but knock on wood so far, so good on that. Just a little bit of a knockout bar there. So another testament for following the plan. If you're liking this video, then like it and if and subscribe to my channel, please. That helps YouTube to promote things, obviously, and it helps me to bring more content to you and subscribe, please. And if you don't like it, go have no fun somewhere else. (laughs) Lately, I've been working on a series and as I've said quite a bit, I guess it's now been two months ago, I woke up and this was in my head, these these 20 things that I wish someone would have told me. And like I said earlier, I think everything I do has that in mind. And a lot of stuff that I do is actually kind of like an echo chamber back to what I need to hear and what I need to do, okay. Like, don't chase your own tail, wait for the best opportunities and you know, all the things I preach. A lot of that's for my own benefit, okay? <laughs> but uh last week I mentioned break it even is underrated, and I thought about a story and I didn't couldn't decide whether to tell it or not, but I think it's worth telling. And it's it's a bit of a morbid story. I have a friend named Karen, it's my wife's friend, but she's we're friendly with her, whatever. Um, we're friendly with them. And uh, this was long before the Karen memes, but we used to call it Karen-ing when she she has a habit of telling a a morbid story right before the entree is served. And we give her a hard time and her husband's British. He's like, darling, must you tell such a morbid story right before the entree is served? But anyway, that's her claim to fame. So if you're getting ready to eat, this is a bit of a bummer. (laughs) When I was down in Australia, I forget how many years ago it's been it's been a while but i was down there and i was speaking at a conference and nick radge was there and we were on a panel and uh nick's a great guy i don't know a lot about his trading but he's a great guy anyway he told a story and he kind of got a little full um he was talking about a friend of his that had i guess quit his job or, or worked to become a full-time trader and he he wasn't making enough money to support himself but he was actually profitable I remember last week we talked a lot about how breaking even is underrated all he needed likely was a tweak or two to become better and maybe over time maybe even a little bit more leverage but i guess it was overwhelming with him he felt like a failure and he took his own life and and obviously it's a bit of a bummer and, and the guy uh, maybe there's more to it than just the trading as, as somebody has pointed out before. When, when somebody, when an individual is like this, but I will tell you, trading can really get you down in the dumps, and you just have to, you have to realize that if you are making money, then you are successful, and you might just need a tweak. And like I said last week, too, is that if you are, if you're breaking even, you might be this far away from profitability. It might just be a few trades that are keeping you from being profitable and a few things, a couple of minor tweaks here and there. Like I said, again, last week at Bandcamp, sometimes something as simple as adjusting your stop a little bit wider because you're trading on what your risk profile is and not what the market's risk profile is. And obviously you drop your share size down accordingly. That might be the all that's standing between you and, and big profitability. You might start catching some really big trends, once you do that and obviously your stock selection always use a little work now along the lines of things i wish i knew statistics are worthless 73.2 percent of all people know that i think that's a bart Simpsonism. now as i often say and this is something you have to wrap your head around especially if you're newer to trading is that you're dealing with the emotions of thousands how could you, how can that be reduced to a statistic? And if you throw in wars and politics and the Fed and stupid people doing stupid things, et cetera, then it really gets muddy. And uh, a stupid people example, you know, Mark Douglas once said, all it takes is one a-hole to score a perfectly good trade. And as I've said before, and I think I might've written it in uh, one of my books, but I remember putting on some S&P futures and I said, like, you know what i'm gonna go grab a shower this position just looks fantastic i can't wait to see how much money i i, I make when i get back to my office boy whatever you start thinking like that <laughs> you might want to take a little profits but anyway so i'm in the shower feeling like a genius and i get back to the office and my screens are red and like big red and i'm like what the f happened did the fed say something stupid did the world blow up did we start a new war well no it turns out some idiots was in the capital and he started shooting people and the market just tanked on that so how could you have a statistic that factors in some idiot doing something and one thing I was thinking about as I'm going live tonight is think about yourself as a microcosm okay I fat fingered a few trades recently but fortunately they didn't go through I fat fingered a, a trailing stop at like 0.10 0.10 instead of 1.0 and things like that. So look at your own emotions. Look at your mistakes again, like the fat framing, but look at your own emotions. And you might get caught up trading for recreation or you might get sucked into FOMO. And there's no formula or statistic that could factor all of that in. And that kind of circles back to nobody knows exactly what a market will do. And, and nobody does know exactly what a market will do. So, don't worry if you don't know exactly what's going to happen because once you make a trade, nobody knows what's going to happen afterwards. Just follow your plan. Now, let's say you had the slightest absolute edge. You knew for a fact you had this absolute edge. And the reason I've got the little casino in the background here is because casinos, in some cases, not like a slot machine, but in some cases, some of the card games, they have a very slight edge but they know they have the edge and they know that statistically that edge is going to work over the long term and that's why they have that's why the industry is a multi-trillion dollar industry because they know they have an edge and they know they're going to get paid yeah they're gonna lose here and there they might have a they had losing streak but over time they're gonna do just fine so With the same analogy if you had the slightest absolute edge in the markets which you don't by the way there's no holy grail okay but if you did have that edge you should sell everything and bet on your system and people sell systems out there and they claim you have this edge like it's always going to work and believe me it won't now volatility statistics i'll concede this It's simply a measurement. It's not a prediction, it's a measurement, okay? They do have some merit and they should be respected. So learn a little bit about historical volatility. Don't worry about the formula or anything like that. Just understand that stocks with a higher rating are gonna bounce around a lot more than stocks with a lower rating as a general statement. Now, I see a lot of people get into these risks versus reward conversations and every now and then we'll we'll strike up one of these conversations in the facebook group dave landry's trend traders and you got to realize that these risks versus reward the r versus r conversations they're really academic at best if anything just the opposite would probably hold true for instance three to one reward to risk that sounds really 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 good for every dollar you risk you have the potential to make three dollars well the problem with that is you're three times more likely statistically (laughs) there's that word to get stopped out that's the volatility statistics okay i threw that volatility statistic in there last minute so this would work but it's true so if you've got a one point stop and three point ipt you are three times more likely to get stopped out at one point than you are to hit that ipt so don't get too wrapped up in statistics and people are like, well, Dave, what's your edge? Well, I don't know. But on the first loaf, the first half, okay? If I'm buying 1,000 shares, divide that at two, the first half is 500. In this case, how many shares? This is 300 shares, round numbers. So on the first 150 shares, my IPT was one-to-one, as it always is. Now on the second one, it's hopefully and that's a word you've got to be careful using in this industry but hopefully it's many 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 to one in order to win big and survive longer term in this business you have to have limited risk and the potential for unlimited gain so that three to one again sounds fantastic but even if you are hitting that occasional three to one you don't have unlimited potential gains. You're locking yourself out at that three to one. Now, how often does three to one happen? Not that often, or should say, how often does 30 to one happen? not that often, but it's possible, or even 10 to one, or even 3.6 to one. Now, the the example I beat a dead horse with as far as risk to reward is the ARLP we mentioned yesterday from a few years back. And you could see again we were looking for one to one on the first half because we don't know how far the stock will go. But there's a pretty good chance if our stock selection is pretty good. In this case, this was a major longer term bottom, it was a bow tie, it was coming off of lows, it had acceleration coming off of lows, looked pretty good. So I thought this stock had a lot of potential, but I didn't know if it would double or triple over time. And we did give up a lot of open profits in this one, by the way. So it was that number was much, much bigger. But overall, it was 17.76 to one, and that's gonna make your year. So that plus the thousand, what's that round number? 16, 17, 18, let's just say $19,000 round numbers, if my math is correct on this one. And that's on a 100K account, so that's a 19% return on your account, and that's gonna really help out your account longer term. By the way, if you want the service archives, you can can go to davelander.com slash archives and you can find them in real time at davelearnercom slash trading service. Archives are 100% free. The trading service has a cost associated with it. All right, let's continue on. Buy low and sell high. That's a good way to die. So let's take a look at an IPO. And IPOs are great because a lot of times day one sets the high for the entire history of the ipo and that's factored into my ipo course and factored into my ipo trading and pack patterns like buy at b and that's why you wait at least to the close of day five before looking to enter so it's pretty low down here at what's that two that's over 50 percent lower than it was a couple of days ago so that's pretty cheap and then it drops even more so that's more of a bargain and then even more of a bargain down here less than a buck less than 50 cents now you might be thinking okay big dave that's some shitty stock you picked and i did i did just grabbed it last minute i knew ipos would be a good place to look and by the way if all you pick up tonight is don't buy any ipo till the close of day five you're welcome so let's take a look at Nasdaq deposits, When it was down 50% in 2000. It sure seemed like a bargain. And then it dropped another 60%. As I've said quite a bit, I was overseas once at a speaking engagement and the guy before me got up and said, whenever a market is down 50%, you wanna sell puts. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that'll work until it don't. Yeah, Warren Buffett did that exact thing on one of the one of the market bottoms. What was the market bottom when the S&P bottomed at 666? And it worked out nicely for Mr. Buffett, but the market could have kept on dropping. And he had unlimited exposure with that position. And, you know, he's Mr. Cherry Coke and cheeseburger. And I buy things of value, whatever. Well, selling options naked, is that is that really a, a value kind of cheeseburger or cherry Coke play? I, I don't know. Doesn't sound like it. I'm being facetious the facetious flag is flying <laughs> now one thing you have to remember is the only way to profit from a trade is to capture a trend you have to sell higher than you buy not buy low sell high sell higher than you buy so if you buy at point a and sell at point b your profit obviously duh implied is b minus a well from a to b is a trend you have to catch a trend to profit on a trade so never forget that so if you're plotting your 15th oscillator or you're trying to determine if the wave counts is a fifth of a third or a third of a fifth or whatever however it works i don't know if that's even how it works i used to years ago <laughs> i had a i a, a book which gave away i gave away all my books, I don't know why I still have so many, but I gave away like almost every book that I had on, on technical analysis and all because a lot of that stuff is just fluff and I don't believe in it. But I had a book, it was called Elliot Wave Explained and a buddy of mine who was uh, a <laughs> long story, He's a long story with him, but he he's hes the guy I talk about that ended up about doorstep after round tripping five grand into about a million back to five grand or less, blew his account up. And uh, anyway, so he sits down with a with a glass of wine or a whiskey or whatever he drinks, and uh, he grabbed that Elliott Wave Explained book off my shelf, and he sits down to, to read it underneath the read, you know, underneath the lamp, the reading chair, and he starts reading, and he's like, what the hell is this? And he looks at the title. He thought it was Everyday Wine Explained. But anyway, that's a long run for a short slide, but it <laughs> just reminded me of that. So the bottom line is you have to ask yourself, is it in an obvious trend and if so how do i get in so that's the you know next to is the universe friendly which mr reinstein posed that's the most important question we need to ask the other question you need to ask is is the market whatever the market you're trading in an obvious trend and if so how do you get in well in my case that would be a pullback all right, let's shift gears and go to crypto. Any questions or thoughts or music anecdotes on anything that I, I just kind of threw out there? And you know, I'll check with my uh my brethren over in Facebook. Getting a like, thank you, appreciate that. Okay, I want to show you a couple things with Bitcoin before we get to the live charts here. So what's kind of cool with Bitcoin? Obviously, we had lots and lots of lander light back here and this is where the lows or greater than moving average again my favorite ema right now at least is a 30 ema or last few years at least but you can see that we've had a long 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 trip now by the way as i'm looking at this and i'm sure i said this before don't just blindly go off the fact that this thing has been trending forever also look at the chart and see that yeah it's 70 days or whatever landry life. but also notice that it has begun to trade quite a bit sideways tried to break out came back in we had a little red to the downside landry light meaning the highs are less than the moving average and by the way this simple little indicator or as i like to call it illustrated because it helps you to see what's actually in the chart doesn't indicate anything somebody had an indicator indicated something they would own the world just like your absolute edge which you do not have but anyway it's a pretty cool little indicator i say so myself or illustrator because it, it says, okay, well, we've got about 10 bars of Landry light. Let's take a look at this chart. And yeah, it looks like it's going up. So always look at the chart, but the indicators can help you. The other thing they can do, and, and my scan parameters are very loose. Right now, they're spitting out about 2,000 pullbacks a day with the market. had At least it pulled back a little bit. Didn't pull back enough to really give me a lot of decent setups. We've got one going into tomorrow. Almost triggered today. But I'm not getting a lot of setups right now. But my scans are so loose parameters, it's or parameters are so loose in the scans, I should say. I'm getting upwards of 2,000 stocks, and I go through them really, really quickly, kind of like the the rat trying to get his cocaine, as I often say. But anyway, nice, 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 Landry lights to the upside. I absolutely loved it when everybody and their brother poo pooed bitcoin when the spot etf came out and i have something else to say about that in just one second that made me feel good like okay yeah the market's not behaving shorter term that well but that type of fear-mongering and the the predictions predict right i'm sorry predict early and often is the mantra of a lot of these people and the same thing just happened in stocks. I don't know if I said it in the market in a minute. I may have, but um, excuse me. i <laughs> ate a bunch of barbecue right before I got started because I was starving. Uh, lost my train of thought here. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, with the stock market. So we had that one little sell-off and the chicken littles came running out like the sky is falling, and the amount of fear migraine in the headlines was just ridiculous. This is the top, and blah, blah, blah. And uh 10 reasons why the market will crash. And some hedge fund manager is claiming crash ahead. It's like, oh, pfft, oh you know, give me a freaking break. We had one bad day, and this market needed a bit of a pullback to shake out some nervous knellys and loose hands. Luckily, you saw that 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 was the closest we got to getting stopped out. Knock of wood was that RYTM a couple of days ago, but so far so good. But anyway, Bitcoin is looking good again. So now's the time to look for a place to get back in. Now, this is something that I tweeted out and I put it in my Facebook group a few days ago. The spot ETF was approved right here. And what did Bitcoin do after this initial pop higher? It was actually approved, I guess down here somewhere, right? This initial pop higher, that turned out to be a temporary top in Bitcoin. And again, all the fear mongers came out, and all the people, you know, Bitcoin just is—it's all made up. It's all fake. Yeah, kind of like the dollar in your pocket. Or where's my hundred trillion dollar note? It's buried in my desk somewhere. I don't know what happened to it. I'll have to find. Oh, here it is. So this is a hundred trillion dollar trillion trillion dollar note. I bought a huge stack of these a while back on eBay. Gave them, gave them away to all my friends and relatives. And uh, you know, like the ongoing joke is a lot of these guys keeping their wallet, and then comes time to pay for lunch, they throw up a hundred trillion dollars, which is kind of funny. Little did I know that collector wise, it'd be worth something. I don't know if it's still worth last time I checked, they were like fifty worth fifty-six dollars in pristine c- condition. This one's been beat up a little bit, so it's probably not worth that anymore. But anyway, I wish I wouldn't have given them all away. but uh, this is not worth much uh in Zimbabwe. In fact, in South Africa. And I got this from Ian McActivy. He's no longer with us, but he was a great guy. Uh, He was a gold bug and he actually started, I think the Canadian gold fund. He was one of the founders, original founders of that. I asked him, Ian, can you uh, like like spin me around 20 times and put a bag over my head and throw me in the back of a black SUV and drive around for like an hour or two and then pull a blindfold off in the middle of the vault so I could see all the gold? And he said, Not in a million years was his answer. So, at least I asked. I wanted to see the gold. Anyway, so Bitcoin is backed by nothing. Neither is a Zimbabwe dollar. And in South Africa, as I was getting to a second ago, there's actually a sign, and I think I've showed this in my article on Bitcoin I wrote probably five years ago, that tells you you can't use cardboard or baby diapers or Zim notes to wipe your butt in South Africa in public toilets. So it's so worthless you can't even wipe your butt with it. So fiat currencies, fiat means it is because I say it is in Latin. And so the government says it is, so it is, okay? So our fiat currency is backed by nothing. Bitcoin is backed by nothing. You could argue that, I don't know what the cost to produce a Bitcoin was, but I know years ago it was $4,000 when Bitcoin was like $12,000. So you could say at the least to manufacture one, so to speak, it would take $4,000 in electricity. I don't know how that works now after the happenings or whatever. If somebody wants to Google it real quick and post it up in chat, I'll I'll share that with everybody or after the fact would be fine too. But it has a little bit of something if you wanna look at it from that angle. All right, let's go ahead and shift gears and we'll take a look at the crypto and then we'll pop out to the overall market. And if you guys wanna start asking about stocks, feel free to do so now. And let me just check my live stream real quick. Okay. Okay. Let's take a look. Well, here's Bitcoin, obviously. 51,865. So all these fear mongers back here, they were right, but really early, I guess. <laughs> well, they were right initially, not right but early. Ethereum has been doing pretty good as of late too. Look at the lander light here, like tiny elbows Look at that lander light, it's huge. But you can see that Ethereum since last week or so really hasn't outperformed Bitcoin lately. It did have this takeoff back here, but now Bitcoin, for the most part. Is a little stronger than Ethereum. Now here's my open portfolio. Nothing to get too excited about. The ones in red have not hit the initial profit target. In this case, you can see it's way up here. I'm also long. This one, you can see this was one just buying because it's going up, right? It's come back in. Here's that CHR. You can see stalling out a little tonight. So nothing really just nothing really set the world on fire. This is the ENS. This is the one I bought back here because it was going up. Stopped out. And then this is a back to the well example I used last week. SUI, I think we looked at that one just a minute ago. Nothing to get too, too excited about there. But my entry was way back here in this pullback and so far so good. So there's a testament to the mini to one. This Tia is a, is a good example of the mini to one because this was entered way back here at almost four bucks or no, actually right here around three bucks. So that's five, six hundred, seven hundred percent, whatever the case is, run on that. Unfortunately, because it wasn't available in Coinbase at the time, I took in, took on a very small position. But surprisingly, that very small position is actually worth a decent amount of money. So if you want to trade, and I met up with a long lost friend of mine, I uh, saw so him Marta Knight. night. And he uh, he said I couldn't I could never do what you do, and I said well you couldn't do it because you're too smart. He's a computer science kind of guy into hacking and security, and he has a firm based around that and networking, networking the computers that is and, and all that. He's super smart, very successful. And I said yeah you could you know except aside from being too smart, and I said I'm called trend following moron, but aside from being Too smart, you could do it. You would just have to trade at a small, nearly meaningless size. And that's one of the reasons I'm a proponent of the shit coins, is because you could trade at a very small size and get the reps in. Bigger fan of stocks longer term. And the real money, I still think, is in a longer term stock trends. And every now and then we'll get on one and ride them for a long time. And that's the whole idea. But somewhere in between there's, I think there's room for a little Bitcoin uh, and crypto. it's sound like the old people. (laughs) Everything's a Bitcoin. Okay, any questions on the crypto? Now as I often say again, sometimes you could just sort by the strongest pairs and buy the ones that are going up. And lately I've missed some really big moves and this one looks kind of interesting. Usually if they have really long tails, they're too thin to trade. So keep an eye on that. And let's see if we just find something that's just going straight up. Yeah, it's been a little, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, quirky lately. And I've also been a little out of phase and I hadn't put my finger on it just yet, but there's a few of these that took off without me. But it's not like everything is going up. The, the market is pretty mixed and a lot of the ones that are taking off are really thin. All right, let's go ahead and shift gears and get into stocks. Let me check my feeds. All right, let's take a look at the P's, S P and p 500, and then let's drill down to some sector action. If you guys wanna start talking about individual stocks, feel free to do so now. So S&P 500, and, and here's something that's, that's amazing, and I didn't even realize it until I was actually doing my recording tonight for my premium clients, it closed at all time highs today, okay? So three days ago, everybody in their brother was fear-mongering like it's the end of the world. It's just one bad day. In fact, one thing I thought about, and this is something that you should do so you can see the forest for the trees, is plot something like the TFM 10% system zones. And that's in and of itself might help you see that forest for the trees. And as Jeff, who's here tonight pointed out, he's a little bit more aggressive than I am. And he likes to, uh, let's see, oh, it's good. there's so many symbols I have to keep in my head. Here we go. And his caution zone would be anything below 5%, which is this green, which is this pink zone in here. So I'll give him that, I, I think that as we've discussed quite a bit after Jeff pointed this out and thank you Jeff for that, he's here tonight. After he pointed out, his point is that once the market is in the pink zone, it tends to be in trouble. Now my line in the sand, so to speak, is the red zone, which is a 10% 10 away from 50 week closing highs. But anyway, to see the forest for the trees, when you have an ugly day, like a couple of days ago, especially if there's a lot of fear-mongering out there and you're newer to trading and you, and you know, just know they're not, they're just all FOS, right? As long as you're within this 5%, don't get too excited about the market, okay? All right, let's hop back to the stock. Yeah, Jeff said it worked well two times ago, but not so good last time. Yeah, yeah, and and not everything works all the time. Again, that was kind of my whole mantra earlier. And as I've been saying, nothing wrong with getting out of the way. Uh, Jim from the Facebook group, he likes to look at an hourly chart. If he gets like an hourly bow tie or something, he gets out of the way. And that's fine, but that and something maybe a little bit more stringent like the 5% rule that Jeff uses you're going to get a little bit more whipsaw, but you're also going to be the first one out when the shit really does hit the fan. So there's there's always a trade-off in trading. And yeah, Jeff, I went back and looked, as I've said a thousand times, I went back and looked at the 5%. And after seeing how many whipsaws you get, I realized it's probably not viable, at least not in a longer-term trading system. But it doesn't mean it's not valuable. It's valuable in that you're like, okay, we're out of that green zone we could be in trouble, let me honor my stops on these positions, I'm not going to do anything drastic, but I am gonna make sure I honor my stops. And when I'm looking at this new long setup, I'm gonna look at it through the lens of the market might be in trouble, can this setup really knock my socks off? And if I answer yes to that, the yes to the stock being able to knock your socks off, then by all means take it. But if not, you know, kind of have that in the back of your mind now Composite, like not a bad day there and it didn't set the world on fire but up a third off its worst levels and just shy of these multi-year highs the queues it's always always get a little excited when i look at the queues it's like wow look at that it especially was that four what was that high 430 something handle even now it's 430 something remember the tfm's 10 percent system we'll take a look at that real quick got in or i got in on that just for sgs i thought i'd buy 100 shares see what happens and wow little did i know it would work so well and and it's like it made me realize one of the things i was thinking about coming into this presentation is it's like well now i think i'm i'm pot committed so to speak and i'm going to continue to follow the system mechanically with my little 100 shares although the drawdowns would be pretty tough so the point i'm trying to make is the buy signal was back here. And I got in at 319, 319.49. Okay, so that's been a pretty good run, even on hundred shares. And obviously the sell signal would be below this line and below that 50 week moving average, which would be really hard to give up that much. Okay, but I am gonna try as I may to continue to hang on to this until I get a sell signal and just follow this mechanically and see what happens. And I'm actually learning a lot in the process or relearning a lot. I remember how hard it was to do the longer term trend following on a pure basis and not on a scale out basis like I do with all the other things. So maybe a little money management would be of some use with this system. But the bottom line, the system was designed to be something simple to get you out of trouble when the market began to become questionable. That was the original designer's intent. But anyway, so far, so good on that if you need the rules i have plenty of videos out there with the rules check my quick clips on youtube for that all right let's bang out this market real quick and if there's any stocks you guys want me to look at feel free to punch them in now so q's just off of all-time highs the rusty is the rusty bringing up the rear yeah finally look at that up over two and a half percent today, just off of these multi-year highs, trying to get out of the stupid wide and loose race range, trying to get out of this stupid wide and loose range. Unfortunately, lots of overhead supply, just above where we are and tons and tons way up here. But you know routine one day at a time. Let's take a look at the gold, the the gold gold, the commodity. Gold's not really looking so high, it looks like it's kind of rolling over. In here, I wonder what the bow ties are saying. Yeah, bow ties are pretty much in downtrend proper order. So that looks like a market that's topped out in spite of all the fear muggering on the radio, which is just absolutely amazing. I like what Larry Williams once said. It's like (laughs) they're telling you how urgent it is to buy gold, but they sure do want your dollars for that gold. Think about that. (laughs) Put that in the pipe and smoke it transports look at this bam all-time highs in our transports never thought i'd get excited about transports but look at that starting to act like a nice momentum stock there we're uh looking to get along a shipper that's your friend sounds like the chipper that's your friend The what chipper insurance banging on new highs a little bit of vigor the rest of financials look at this feel like tiny elbows look at this trend It's huge uh, look at that all-time highs of financials okay up nearly two percent, acting like a biotech or a semiconductor. Speaking of semiconductors and biotech, let's take a look at those guys. Semiconductors, bam, winning or they have been winning, just off of all-time high. So that's certainly a good thing. Keep an eye on, like the bellwethers there. Obviously, like Nvidia, which should be in here somewhere. There it is. You can see just off of all-time high, seven hundred and something dollars a share. That's kind of crazy. Here's retail just off of all time highs. What did I say we'd look at There's Software just off of all time highs. Some of these I'd like to see them get back to new highs and stay there, but so far so good for the most part. Home builders just off of new highs. Communications, all time highs. So most of these areas are looking pretty darn good in here. I think it was biotechnology I wanted to look at. Biotechnology, just off of these multi year highs, not quite all time highs. Oh, yeah, it's all time highs. Okay, didn't realize that. Looking pretty good. Drugs are at all time highs. You can see major drugs at all time highs. So overall, the market's looking pretty darn good. All right. I think that's pretty much it for tonight. You guys have any individual stocks you want to take a look at or any questions? And while we're doing that, I'll check on my YouTube stream. Thank you, guys and girls on YouTube too for attending. Appreciate that. We may eventually trans transition over to YouTube. For now, we're gonna stick with GoToWebinar. And if you wanted to join us live, you can the go to webinar link is davelander.com slash webinar. And if you just subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you're watching this, you'll get notifications when I go live, if you click notify me, of course. Okay, any individual stocks? We no longer, this segment's getting smaller and smaller because we talk about stocks in the Facebook group. All right, going once, going twice, well, as usual, I, want to, I would like to thank everybody for attending. tonight. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Anything can answer, dave at davelearner.com. Leave me a comment below on YouTube. I answer all qu- comments or all comments requiring answers. Everybody have a great night. To those who are not the Facebook group, I'll see you guys tomorrow. But everybody else, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. I made a trend to be with you.